everyone and welcome to Flawless, a music podcast. My name is George Mannion and I'm joined by my two co-hosts, Liam McGuinness and Grant Parkin. This episode is being produced by Alicia McLaren. Kind of. <laughs> Each episode will be looking at an album that one or more of us consider to be flawless. What that means might be different for each of us. Okay, and we'll get started. Today, I am presenting my album, my first record for the Flawless podcast, and that is from 1997, Whatever and Ever, Amen by Ben Folds Bye. Producers for this were Ben Folds and a guy called Caleb Southern. Uh, so Ben Folds himself is very involved in the whole process. And this is the second album by the band. Uh, firstly, I just want to say, did you guys listen to the album? Yes, definitely listen to the album. Yes, I did. <laughs> Thank Indeed. you, Liam. Thank you, Grant. Well, this is a good start. Yeah. So we can carry on with it. Uh, so Ben Folds themselves are an American alternative like rock trio. Um, but unlike most bands, they're not guitar-driven. So I was drawn to them because they're a piano-driven rock band. Um, they've been together since 1993, um, and they are made up of Ben Folds, who does vocals, piano, keyboards, melodica, and songwriting. There's Robert Sledge, who's on bass, contrabass, synthesizer, and backing vocals. And then Darren Jesse, who plays the drums and does other percussion backing vocals and is also one of the songwriters on the album. So they've, as a band, they split up and reformed multiple times over the last, well, since 1993. And they've each had solo projects on the go, Ben Folds being the most noted. Quick question. What's a contrabass? <laughs> Musician, person, <laughs> tell us what yeah. you yeah. yeah. us, please. Today was the first time I've heard of a contrabass. So. Contrabass to me is double bass. So if right. I am okay. wrong, I would like somebody to write in. But yes. that is the double Let bass. Let us know so. if you own a contrabass and maybe if send us a video a of you playing it because I've never heard of it until right then. <laughs> until right then. <laughs> yeah. uh, yes. So uh, double bass is how I know it as being when it comes to um, general in music. So that is bass and double bass right and you will be able to tell in some of the songs that there is double bass playing so um which i'll i'll come to as we yes. go through to different things so yeah um before i go into a huge amount of uh, information about the band i don't want to just be talking solely for the first 20 minutes um what were your first impressions and had you heard it before i asked you to listen sure. first of all grant tell me thank you so i've listened to the album twice now full end to end which is quite something for me I can <laughs> tell you um, and it's I suppose the, the the heavy influence on piano obviously is there for all to all to all to, um, to hear um, I have heard of Brick before I think specifically um, and and I I thought it goes through it's quite an emotional record I thought that for, for mine it was got a bit melancholic at times and then it's a bit carefree with you know the covers of Video Kill the Radio Star um, but you you do notice that you know the fundamental difference of the lack of guitars um, it w was something, and certainly once you made mention, um, George of the of um, the violins and, and the impact that they had. I played the violin at school, um, and I listened quite intently for that for that um, in the background. Um, and so it was it was certainly different to what, I, what the sort of genre that I'm used to. But I enjoyed it. I really enjoyed it. 
Liam? You'd listened to it before. I had heard it, I had heard it before a few times. Something I discovered from doing a bit of research. I had no idea that Ben Folds Five only had the three albums mm-hmm. in their main run, and I knew all of them. So I just assumed that there was like, oh yeah, there's the three albums that I know. The first one, then this one, then Reinhold Messner. But I always assumed there was just more in there, or they did a couple afterwards that I just hadn't found out about. And it, when I'm doing the research, I was like, okay. Except for their new reformed album they did in 2012, I know the entire Ben Folds Five catalog, which was really oh, weird wow. for me. So yeah, I had heard it before. I knew of them. Um, one of the songs from their first album, Underground, did really well here in Australian radio. So that I sort of knew them from that. And then um, yeah, the first single off the album, so One Angry Dwarf, did quite well as well. So I sort of I knew when it came out. But um, yeah, this was the first time I think. So we did own the album. My wife owned it. And I would have heard it before and just sort of not paid a lot of attention to it. So this was the first time I really sat down and went through it piece by piece. Mm. And yeah, I really liked it as well. It's sort of something else I also hadn't realized was that they didn't have a guitar. I just assumed they were a piano led band, but they had, you know, he played guitar or other bits like lead guitar and stuff like that behind it. I had mm. no idea there's just no guitar. And it's not so you actually, I listened out for that. I was like, yeah, there's no, it's just the, the piano drums and the bass guitar. And then that's it. And like organs oh, okay. or whatever else they add in. And yeah. But I always assumed that they were just piano-led. See, a lot of people think that they are a five-piece because they are called Ben Falls mm. Five. They literally are a trio. Sure. And they yeah. did it partly just to be subversive and partly because it sounded nicer. Mm. Like just in the early days, it, it sounded nicer <laughs> to say Ben Falls Five <laughs> yeah. rather than Ben yeah. Falls Three, which is, doesn't roll off the tongue. No. Yeah, it's not a guitar band, though. No. Um, ben Folds himself has played guitar in yes. other bands, played bass in other bands and other instruments. I think he's played drums in other bands. Um, and he wrote some of the songs on the guitar before transposing oh, wow. to being a piano. Nice. Okay. Brick actually being one of them. Yeah. He wrote on the guitar first and then turned it into a piano song. Yeah. So that's cool. So it's good. Well, um, a bit more context on the band. Um, I want to bring in an Australian element because Ben Folds did actually move to Australia when they weren't a band. He loves it here. He, he does. He Isn't he touring in December? Or he's, he's at the tip yeah, of the but he li- he lives, he's lived here he's multiple times. Lived and here. He was uh, with a woman called Rally Hines, um, and they had twins together. Okay. And so they she's Australian. Um, they were married and lived in Adelaide. So they were yep. here for a while, so he's got a huge connection to Australian mm. music. He loves yeah, playing here. He's worked with um, opera singers um, and he's worked with orchestras and all sorts in Australia. So I wanted to obviously make sure there was a big connection here as, yep. a, as a British person bringing forth an American artist. I want to let Australia know that there's a big connection. I think <laughs> even the name of one of his solo albums might be Adelaide or like a lead off single for one of them is called Adelaide. Like so, he's, yeah. yeah, he's loves it. I don't have all of the details of his personal stuff, but I've just got the, yeah, so. As long as he's a great guy, Australia will just claim him and say he's a pretty Australian. And then the minute it turns out, yeah, maybe he's not great, we'll go, nah, he's American, don't, we don't, we don't want him. Nah, he's, he's kind of like a modern Billy Joel in yeah. that kind of, that okay. he's got the piano rock thing going, he's got the multiple wives thing going <laughs> for him, various hit singles, uh, collaborations and all sorts. So he's done quite, he's, as a piano rock lead, I think this is an artist that I I've, I fell in love with when I was 12. Nice. Um, so that's when this record came out. So that right. dates me. That yeah. carbon <laughs> dates me. Um, uh, but this came out, uh, yeah, when I was 12. And it made a huge impact on my what rock looked like for me. So from their perspective, they describe themselves. Have you heard how they describe their own band? No. no. Punk rock for pussies. Yeah. 
So uh, they were like, okay. hey, we're a bunch of guys that like to play some songs. They're swearing in here yes. uh, in this album, but they're also piano led. They'll play the contrabass um, and they'll bring in strings. So mm. it's uh, as far as an album goes, it's um, got it's definitely doesn't fit into a particular genre neatly. No, we'll just call it indie. We'll just call Here it in Australia, we just call it indie. indie so it's yeah. fine. Sure. So this was actually brought out um, through Epic, I believe, which is a subsidiary of like independent music for, from Sony. So mm -hmm. um, the first track is just Sorry, can I just before you start, can yeah. I ask how, how did you find this? Yeah. Ah, okay. Well, yeah. I was going to lead into that on a when referencing a song later. But okay. I will, uh, I'll do it now. Sure. Um, my mother listened to a lot of international radio growing up uh, mm -hmm. as I was growing up sure. and she had a huge amount of music that and my parents were both musicians so um, concert violinist versus the, uh, you know rock and roll guitarist and stuff and so the music in our home was hugely varied and there was a song uh, which was Fair by uh, which is on this album uh, which we will be discussing yeah, uh, yeah we will be discussing that uh, mm -hmm. so um, was Fair, which is track two, came out um, and was played on the radio um, and she really liked it, I think. Um, and she, my mother bought the CD <laughs> when <laughs> CDs were very exciting. Mm. Uh, so she bought the CD um, and she played that song Fair on repeat constantly because it has the ba -ba 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 yes. nice. bit in it. And sure. she can't sing. Um, so and she also doesn't care for lyrics, but she really likes little bits of songs, um, okay. and so she'll pick them out. So she would pound those little ba-ba-bars yeah. out yeah. Uh, constantly, uh, which almost ruined my love for the You're album. pretty much built sure. for that. That's yeah. yeah. So, uh, thanks, Ben. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Thank, thanks very much. Thanks, thanks team. Yeah. Um, but that came out, and... Um, but she played that album and I heard it and went, I immediately fell in love with this. This was, I was already a huge lover of piano based like sure. rock music, you know, with your Elton Johns and your Billy Joel yep. and stuff. Um, and then the songs on here I heard and just went, these are all amazing. Now. So you hadn't heard the first album before this one? This was the no, first, your first, first exposure to heard, yeah. Mr. Five? So I hadn't heard Ben Folds Five self-titled record, mm -hmm. um, but we got that almost immediately yeah, after that's we what got you do. this one. Yeah, mm. Back catalogue time. Absolutely, and couldn't believe. So this, in theory, they made a name for themselves mm. in their first with their first album. Mm -hmm. So when they had songs like Underground and Alice Childress, which were on the first album that came out and uh, made them a bit of a known band, um, in this should have been an awkward second album. This mm. should have been really difficult for them to write, and it should have, uh, and it's one of those make or break situations. And for them, this was an absolute like break. M uh, make, make. Yeah. make, not break. <laughs> I was thinking breakthrough. They got and their break by not breaking. Break. Yeah, Good exactly. Yeah. Um, yeah. This is an album that came out and just it escalated their how they were known, especially weirdly in Australia and in the UK mm -hmm. who really took Ben Folds 5 and went yep we're going to elevate you so you mentioned Brick earlier that you'd heard yep. so Brick being one of possibly one of the only charting singles of all time that is all about an abortion yeah mm. doesn't happen very often no I don't think so no. um, when it first came out not everyone knew it was about that mm. and it has been used and you'll see on if you YouTube it many 
first dances at weddings um, and all sorts of other like wedding type songs have used brick without really recognizing that the song is about a high school abortion and yeah. how difficult that was. That is so, that's mm. like, that's what weddings are for is completely miss, like not recognizing what a song is about and just going, yeah. that sounds like a, a love song. I'm yeah. for it. Yeah. My, my first, <laughs> my first dance was to She's Not For Me by Chet Baker. Um, not deliberately, but yeah. I was just like, oh, I really <laughs> like this song. We should probably have a first dance. Oh, probably shouldn't have chosen this one. Am now divorced. Yeah. Not saying Chet Baker <laughs> did it, but, but that's definitely, it was definitely uh, a sign. Sure. Definitely a sign. So um, Brick was voted in at number 12 in the Triple J Hottest 100 yep. in 98. So yep. um, it's char- it's been like a, a big deal when it comes to songs over here. So hmm. I'm glad that you'd heard one of the mm. songs before. So but not a lot of coverage in South Africa that I recall. Um, mm. But uh, yeah, certainly I'd heard that one. That one did get some, some airplay. Mm. Probably yeah. late at night, to be honest. Um, in the US, Australia, Canada, and UK, they were the places where it was um, kind of a big, kind of a big deal. Mm. Um, but I don't know anything about the South African equivalent mm. of the charts and stuff. It hasn't shown up for sure. Uh, now there was actually um, five singles <laughs> from this particular, uh, or four singles, sorry, from this particular record. Yeah. And so the first one was um, the one that I fell in love with called Battle of Who Could Care Less. Yep. Oh. Now, did you like great. to tell me about that song? Oh, I just thought it was, um, it was it was great. Just a great song, really. I won't give you too much details about it, but I just thoroughly enjoyed it. Um, yeah. Yeah. I can see why I would have charted. Yeah, yeah, well, that the, well they got the song, they got the title, Whatever and Ever, Amen, from Battle of Who Could Care Less. Mm-hmm. I was going to touch on that. I meant to mention it last week. That it's uh, Have you guys ever heard of this? I thought I'd heard of it, and then I went to look it up, and I couldn't find it on the internet. It's the huzzah moment in a film, which is where one of the characters says the title of the film. And when they do that, everyone in the audience is supposed to go, huzzah, or something. There was something that happened. Like Someone told me a few years ago about this, and I was like, oh, yeah, I'd heard of that. So then I thought the huzzah moment of a, of a music of an album is like when they say the title of the album. So they did it last week in like the thermal, sorry, the thermals episode in like track three, I think it is, An Ear for Baby. And then, yeah, this one has like, it's the huzzah moment. So every time he says it, I go, huzzah. And I, I don't know why I do that because I think I might have made up a thing no, that, I I thought was a, that I thought was a thing. No, I, think I, it, like it, I like it. I think it is something, but I don't know what it is. I don't know. Yeah, but let's call it huzzah. It's the huzzah That's moment. Fine. Let's yeah. call it the huzzah moment. All right. Um, originally, it wasn't going to be called that. So this album was going to be called something like The Girl with the Broken Teeth or Cigarette, named after the uh, track Cigarette. But when they were making the video for Battle of Who Could Care Less, and it, w- it was the director that was pointed out, but whatever and ever, amen, yeah. just worked really yeah. well. And they're like, that should be the name of the album. That's so. It was for the time, for the era it came out. So we're looking at 1997. Grunge is kind of dying. Mm. People are... Um, pretending to be miserable in order to uh, be cool and it was all a fight of who could care less mm. and it was just such a really good yeah. uh, like ode to that era um, and the one of the lyrics in that particular song so Yeah. That got it yeah. for me because that was perfect. Like the goths in South Park yeah. like, dressed mm. the way my soul feels. Yeah. <laughs> like, 
it was just uh, just <coughs> a perfect it was a perfect line so uh, I think as uh, name the album yeah, the f those first two lines, so the will you never rest, battle who care less, always reminds me of social media, which is really awful because I, I'm a big social media person and I hate it when people go, oh, social media is just idiots fighting about nothing. But it always just reminds me of, yeah, sometimes you see the people going to fight on social media and you just go, why are you doing this? Just <laughs> no one cares if you win this argument with this person. Just let it go. It's like the meme saying, aren't you coming to bed? No, yeah. someone's wrong on the yeah, internet. Yeah, exactly. So, <laughs> yeah, every time I hear that line, I'm like, oh, yeah, it's 20, the song's 20 years old, but it's, yeah, we're still fighting those same battles now. Nice. Yeah, it's true. Um, I, I'd absolutely agree. Oh, my God, it's 20 years old. It's 20 years, yeah. Mm. <laughs> Sorry. Oh, that hurt me in the soul. <laughs> this is a 20-year-old record, but I, will, I still go to it. It's still mm. one of my go-to. It's my Desert Island Discs, yeah. one of those records i'm just like yep it's got a bit of everything it has the melancholy and it has the cheerful and it has the i'm pissed at you yeah mm. um just all of it and then it's got some 30s ragtime jazz yes yeah which i love which love that song so beautiful yeah so that's steven's last night in town yeah. that's the one that's got the um has brings in extra strings mm. so um, and the horns yeah oh it's just so mm -hmm. so perfect for that so uh i'm i'm glad that you appreciate the uh, ragtime jazz and it was the same thing again like I'd, I'd heard that song i'm like oh yeah that's kind of cool and then this was the first time that i'd heard it and actually kind of listened to the lyrics where it's all about this guy who keeps coming in and saying this is my last night in town it's got to be a party night and then mm. rocks up again the next <laughs> week and it's like okay it's not actually a song for steven it's a song about steven <laughs> shut the fuck up and just leave no. or stop yeah yeah and yeah. it's actually about a dude they know called steven yeah who was a producer <laughs> um and okay Pardon? Okay, oh, that's interesting. I yeah, like the story so behind it, yeah? A real dude called Steven, I can't remember his surname, um, he was a producer who would be like, yeah, 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 I'm, I'm leaving now, I'm leaving now. Nah, I'm still here. <laughs> <laughs> um, what um, I love about this is I used to send this to my partner because he's called Steven, right? And he came to visit me on his way back from America to Australia and he came to visit me in England and he was going to come just for a weekend so it's just kind of a, a long distance kind of weird way of getting home. Mm -hmm. but he was going to come and visit me for a weekend and he ended up staying for over a month. Nice. And I was like, I didn't know when he was going to leave. <laughs> so I was genuinely saying, is this your last night in town? Yeah. <laughs> like, are you actually a Ben yeah. Folds Five song? <laughs> yeah. Come to life? Because it, we never knew if he was going to be leaving the next day or just leaving in two days. Just put mm. the song on and just give him a really long stare. <laughs> I, I listen to this. This is something's happening here. Is this Think you? About this. Yeah. Is I this you? Come on, man. To lyrics. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, I just have to really go. No, listen to this bit, and he's like, "Oh, but it's a nice song." I'm like, "No, but listen no. to it." Uh, yeah. It, it was has quite meaning. Just wiggle your eyebrows a bit. Yeah, it was quite painful to go through, <laughs> but it was uh, really um, relevant yes. to my life. So this song, this entire album, has made itself relevant in many, many ways. I haven't had a high school abortion, but I was there for my friends who did. So I'm mm. like, Brick, I'm like, yeah, totally get out. It can affect teenagers. And then there's breakup songs in here. And there's one, oh, man. Song for the Dumped. Song for the Dumped. Oh, yes. Yeah, I feel like that has to be mentioned. Has How to be. How do you feel about that song, Grant? I, I, um, it's just so cool when he's having his little rant and he adds in that he wants his black shirt as well don't forget that yeah <laughs> like do you want to recount the lyrics no i wouldn't be able to give it those to you offhand please after you give me my money back give me my money back you bitch <laughs> <laughs> you don't you don't want to say that out loud well <laughs> not yet I'll, I'll, I'll save it for for my review <laughs> <laughs> 
How did you feel about that song, Liam? I was... Okay, so I've never actually had a bad breakup. So I'm, com I'm coming at this from like a really... Like, I've never felt this about an ex-partner. So I was not that excited by the song when it first came out. Like, but it was cool and it was upbeat and it was angry. So I was like, hey, I'm 17. I'm cool and I'm upbeat and angry. I'm, that's fine. But over time, it's aged really badly for me. Now I'm just oh. like, just no, don't like. I just hate those songs and like it's not just songs, but everything that's like dudes yelling like you're so crazy. I don't know why I ever dated you and give me all my stuff back. Like no, just yeah. There's okay. a there's a lot of straight white male culture built around yelling at women <laughs> for being like you're a bitch and you're crazy and I hate you. And it's like just no, just stop. So. Yeah. I totally know where you're coming from and I have internalized misogyny when it comes to this particular song. Yeah. But especially when he gets annoyed about paying for dinner yeah. before mm, she that's, breaks up with that's him. So and I'm like, like, yeah, dude, she owes you nothing. Yeah. But it, I think it's also quite tongue in cheek. Yeah. yeah. The whole record shows. I'd like, say the delivery of it is not you know, I think he, straight white He's male. a stamping his feet, mm. being a petulant child who's not, who's not happy with being broken mm. up with. Yeah. Um, and I, t but I, and I totally know where you, you're coming from on this one, Liam. Like also, when this song came out, where I was working, um, there was a guy who was giving me a lift to work each day, mm. and this song came on the radio one, and I didn't really like him, but he gave me a lift to work each day, so I was sort of being a bad <laughs> guy and trading in on that. Yeah. <coughs> and so I um. One day this came on, he's like, oh, this is the best song I've ever heard, and jams it up. And I'm like, uh, it's, it's okay. It's like, don't you get the lyrics? They're just so, they're so meaningful. I'm like, yeah, they're okay. And then he goes, give me my money back, you bitch. Like, you slow it down, and that makes it, it oh, now I get how it's super meaningful. No, I heard the words. Yeah. I, didn't, I did not know what the words mean or what they were from. And so then I ended up not really having a great relationship with that guy and not liking him very much, and so that tainted that song as okay. well. So there's a little bit of, yeah. Context. Yeah. Nice. See, I've been in an awkward breakup where I've been the woman and the guy's not taken it well and he wrote an entire album and left it on my doorstep. He recorded it or just wrote it the lyrics? He recorded Whoa. an entire record with a band and 90% and of that record was about the fact I broke up with him and he left it on my doorstep. What did they think? that? What did the rest of the band think they were doing? Oh, this is cool, man. Uh, I think get, it was you okay. Can get, you can get back at her. This is great. It mm. was more awkward Sign when we got this. back together on yeah. our <laughs> gig, to be honest. But, you this know. song's about me. Yeah. I, yeah. And everyone yeah. knew. <laughs> they all knew and they all looked and they were like, He should have tweaked it into a pop number, just reversed all the verbs and just he, he brought, it up a, up a, brought it up a chord and away <laughs> we go. Yeah, He tried, it didn't work. Yeah. <laughs> uh, one, one song in here, actually, talking about breakups, and this is why I think this is what will redeem it for you somewhat, I think, is the, the song Smoke. So the one Smoke is the one where it's, um, I think he's using a melodica. It's got that um, do, 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 kind of sound and it's really pretty um, and it's the one about tearing apart like a notebook of memories and setting it on fire saying yes. we'll, we'll you know these these didn't really happen this isn't really for us so it's um, like uh, we'll not write a new one there will be, never be another one um, and that whole s is all about a break seems like it's just so much about a, a, an emotional breakup where you you're taking all your memories together whether it be photos or poetry or what have you and you're setting fire to it and saying that's it and he actually wrote that with his ex-wife who co-wrote it um and they wrote it together um 
from what I imagine to be their own breakup going this is them collaborating on ending everything they ever had which had been years before they'd actually broken up and she'd have collaborated on other songs um Anna Goodman I think her name was mm. um and it was his first wife and she and so that's a breakup song in quite in mm. contrast to songs that were dumped yeah um of going this is just we are taking our memories we are setting fire to them and it's not going to happen again no matter what other people say this is the end of our relationship mm. I think that's a really beautiful kind of breakup song and when I found out that he actually wrote it with his ex-wife I was like wow they are well adjusted yeah. people <laughs> mm. to get to that yeah, point that they sure. would write that together that was really nice yeah. so for, for a contrast he's not just a yeah. happy footed petulant no. boy yeah and I like I like Smoke I, yeah I like pretty much the entire album um, we might have to come back, roll back around to talk about Brick and Song for the Dumped again. But mm. yeah. yeah, I like, yeah, Smoke and Loved Fair and Loved like Cigarette and Missing the War and everything like that. Like Loved yeah. pretty much all the way through. So the, he's beaut- he's such a good storyteller. Yes. Um, mm. And uh, Evaporated is the final song. So that's the calmest, quietest, just like really beautiful. Um, it's uh, one of those that I go to whenever I feel like super sad. Mm. Um, and that's, Again, probably like another kind of almost end of a relationship song going, I poured my heart out and it evaporated. Now mine is doing that. Oh, crap. Yeah. And it's like, yeah, woke like woke up late, feeling hungover and old and thinking about my old man, want to get into a car and just go anywhere and standing free, can't cry, can't see, what have I done? And it's just, oh absolutely hit me in the feels mm. um, and that and really ballsy to put that as the final song on a record yeah something mm. that's that emotionally raw mm. to just go this is how it ends it evaporated done but like, good like it's a good yeah it's a very it's a good climax and i think if there'd been anything like if it had been the second last song and there'd been something after that it, you would lose what came after it like it's good to just have that big the most emotional moment right there on the end yeah but it means that also people who don't listen to albums all the way through might miss it a bit <laughs> might miss it but yeah yeah i i definitely didn't it mm. was on repeat mm. many yeah. times <laughs> sure. for me as a an emotional younger person oh actually screw it i'm in my 30s yeah i'll put it on repeat now <laughs> yeah yeah um, yeah but that that's i'm i think they write he writes a ballad and he writes an emotional ballad beautifully mm. yeah um so beautifully like and it's the fact that this album can mix upbeat, really fun ragtime jazz, and then just a couple of songs later, you're going, oh, all of my emotions are completely yeah. <laughs> bare and on the floor, and I don't know how to deal with this anymore. Yeah. I mm-hmm. thought that was really, I, that's why this album for me stands mm. out as being something really special. Well, what's interesting is I, I, um, I didn't know that it actually ended on, on, uh, in, on Evaporated, because oh. on Apple Music, there's a, there's, so up to 19 songs. Oh, yes. so you've got the ex- you had the extended, extended version. version yeah. Yeah. I've yeah. Got oh, so you've got all the covers and stuff Correct. like that. Correct. Yeah. Oh, I so see. So she don't use jelly. So and I'm afraid I didn't hear their video kill the radio. So yeah. I assume that when you mentioned that, it's like, oh, yeah, it must be like an extended so version or something. So there's songs yeah. 12 yeah. through to 19. After, yeah. after Evaporated, after there's another, yeah. Yeah. There's so another few. normally finishes on Evaporated. Okay. Now, um, an interesting thing about, so the first pressing of this album mm-hmm. also had, because they don't get on very well as a band, as people, like the three they're of them. all, yeah. the three of them are 
very competent musicians and they don't aren't always the best of friends. Sure. And on the first pressing, which is the version we had growing up, which isn't the version I can I listen to now because mm. I don't have that copy anymore. Um, between the songs, you can hear them arguing. Mm. And they left them in just because mm. it's raw and it's real. And so like between at the end of one song, it's just like Hey man, I think that was a really good one. It's like, ah, oh, fuck that shit. <laughs> one, two, three, yes. and then they and stuff like that. And they'd put that's on this. Yeah, well. so they yeah. put that between certain songs, but they took it out in some of their later okay. copies of it. That's what I noticed this morning. On the so on Spotify, which is where I listen to it, the, you've got the regular version, which is just the straight through songs. Then there's the remastered version from like 2012 or something, mm. and that's got the gaps in there because there's a 10 second gap in the front of Song for the Dump. That I was like, I've never, and like, I love that that song starts, what, like, just kicks straight into it. Mm. And it's like, I don't remember there being a 10 second gap on the front. Of the, I would <laughs> notice that, but you can hear yeah. them talking in the background. Yeah. Absolutely. And then one of them just goes, yeah, let's go. Yeah. They genuinely. So they might have put the gaps back in for the remastered version or something like that. I don't know. Why but yeah, not? It was, well, yeah. they've, they've broken up and gotten back together. They're yeah. currently on hiatus, so they brought out another record. So they brought out three albums in a row. Yeah. Um, and then they went on hiatus. Um, and. They, I think they collaborated on some soundtracks and some um, s uh, compilations and stuff. Uh, but then they brought out another record in 2012, yep, I think 2012. And then uh, they're on hiatus again yep. since then. But again, have been bringing out things on their own. And so. he does stuff on his own all yeah, the time. Ben Folds does a huge amount. I, he's relentlessly musical. Yes. Doing things. Um, uh, he's done like 8x8 eight eight and he's done work. Yeah, so with like Amanda Palmer mm. and Neil Gaiman. and yep. then he did an entire album with Nick Hornby, the novelist. Yep. Oh, uh, love, so love where Nick they Hornby. wrote it together. So that album's really beautiful. And then he's done his own solo stuff. Um, he did the soundtrack for Over the Hedge, the movie, and uh, all sorts of stuff like that. Is he's got a quite the repertoire. Mm. Um, but for me, this is still the one. Yeah. That I'm like, yeah, this has got the songs on it that make me do cry. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Did you say, Liam, you wanted to go back to Brick? Yeah, so <clears throat> when this uh, Brick came out, I was a 17-year-old man, male, boy. So obviously I was pretty much across the world, pretty much knew everything I needed to know. <laughs> and I could not mm. stand this song when I first heard it um, because I knew Ben Folds 5 from uh, Underground and then One Angry Dwarf and Battle of Who Could Care Less. So that, even Battle of Who Could Care Less was at least jaunty. Mm. And this was their slow song. This was their slow, introspective one. And I read, when I was reading up for this, I was read up, it was like, he's like, oh yeah, all our fans, you know, they kind of turned on us a little bit when that song came out because they didn't, you know, it wasn't like the stuff we'd done out before. I was like, yeah, that was me, except I wasn't really a fan, but I still turned on <laughs> you for that. And then I found out it was about an abortion. And because I was a 17 year old idiot, that made me roll my eyes even more. I was like, oh, a song's about abortion, whatever. So once again, having literally zero experience, even as like, not only not experienced an abortion myself, but not actually been in, involved in an abortion with a partner of mine at over. Once again, I'm like a 17 year old idiot just rolling my eyes. So over time, I've, you know, realized that I was an idiot and come to terms with like, I, I appreciate that song for what it is now. And I don't hate it like I used to hate it when it came out. Well, that's reassuring. Yes. Mm. <laughs> I'm sure. But, well, so you're yes. But, yeah. Um, but, you're, yeah. but then Fans song for the, yeah, they did. Oh and I can, I can see they, why they, you know, that's, yeah that visceral that first reaction of, this isn't what i signed up for this isn't what i came here for which i still have that reaction for other bands now and i'm sure we'll come back to that later on in other areas yeah. in later podcasts yes see and you liked brick so didn't you yeah well yeah. I, 
I, to be honest, although I would have heard it, um, and I definitely when I, when the, when it when it started, I was like, oh, I've heard this before, definitely. Um, I I was going, is this about them running away to start with, or is this, yeah, is this actually an abortion? Um, it's you know, and if it's if it is an abortion, it's just really, you know, th- this is a heavy thing for young kids to mm. to be going through. Um, so yeah, I, I, but I did enjoy it for from a musical sense. I thought it was I thought it was really good, and it, 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 it certainly sort of outside in the, in the flow of the of the album, cool. But I could understand why you know, other um, fans would go, oh, this isn't what, yeah. what it should be. Yeah, this is this is. I think within the cool. context of listening to it through the album gives it a bit more, makes it a bit more sense. But if you were just hitting the singles, which I was at the time, yeah, in you, and would of just, itself. you would just go, "This is, yeah, this isn't, this is weird." Mm. That's fair enough. So, well, over, so over time, my feelings for Brick have gone up, but then my feeling for Song for the Dump has gone down. Interesting. <laughs> yeah. they've, they've sort of swapped places. Wow. Wow. You're revolving. Isn't yeah, you? <laughs> I'm trying I every day. <laughs> I like it. Well, this. Um, what's interesting is he. Ben Folds had actually been trying to write Brick for a long time and couldn't get to it. He couldn't make it work. And it's their drummer, mm-hmm. Darren, who um, wrote the chorus. And it was when he wrote the chorus that suddenly it was a song. And yep. it was then it was a really, a, really a song that he wanted to like produce mm. and bring out. Because prior to that, he'd been trying to kind of go, oh, I want to write a song about this. It's obviously a really important time in his teenage years um like would have been a huge impact on him so um but he needed someone else to write the chorus for him for mm. it to turn it into mm. a song So um, Darren Jesse, the drummer, is the um, he's the one who can write the hook apparently. So okay, it's pretty good skill to have because it yeah. ended up becoming a huge hit for them, mm. um, and it is one of those songs that other people will remember them for. Yeah, above above their other ones. So like mm. people don't really remember um, Kate, which came out, or yeah. they might remember One Angry Dwarf a little bit because mm. it's a funny, uh, interesting song to start with. So yeah, this is yes. like. That's a. I actually thought that was a real ballsy way to start the album because mm. it was a. He'd played as a session music. Ben Folds had played as a session musician for loads of other bands and done various little bits and bobs for ages. And then the first Ben Folds record came out and they actually got some critical acclaim for it. And so this is where I come back to. It could have been an s- awkward second album, mm. but he starts it with, nah, fuck you. I got famous <laughs> now. Look at mm. me. I'm on my second record. Yeah. Here I am. So it was just like a real ballsy thing to do. And, mm. he, and he like references being like a whiny, like what, uh, nine-year-old kid who wasn't tall enough and being picked on. Yeah. Uh, going to, but now I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm on your radio. Yeah. yeah. So I thought that was a real ballsy way to start an entire album and just really awesome piano line just r- open up the album it's like yes. here like this is something that i my thing that i discovered another thing that i discovered to listen to this album he's a really good piano player guys i don't know if you noticed this yes he's really good oh my goodness yeah really, Liam? <laughs> you, can, you can play so oh uh just opening up the album with that line it's like yeah all right here we are this uh-huh. is we're on he learned to play by ear yeah listening to Crazy. billy joel and elton john wow huh? 
I also learned to play by ear, listening to Billy Joel and Elton John. I do not play like Ben. Not Fox. quite to that level yet. 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 <laughs> yet. No, yes. Plenty of plenty of time. No, I picked the guitar instead of the piano, unfortunately. You're just like say it. you're a better guitar player than Ben Folds. Let's just assume. I, I don't think <laughs> I am. I, just, I, I really don't. He's Come also on. got like 20 years on, like no, 10, 15 years on me. So yeah. let's let's say that by the time I'm his age, I can do it. Yeah. That's cool. So Still. Um, are there other songs that you guys wanted to reference? Because I I could quite happily talk about every single song on here for a good 40 minutes. Uh, just that I really liked Kate. That's a great song. Just like the nice little the poppy sort and of stuff. And he wrote that with his ex-wife as well. Yep. Yeah. So, yeah, that was the other one sort of great. I mean, they're all good, but that was sort of the other one that yeah. grabbed me. I've got some lyrics. I've got lyrics Look from Kate too. Yeah, I know. Because, oh, no, it's just really beautiful because um, why I really love the, the song Kate myself is um, my best friend is called Katie and she I've always been so envious of her and this song was like um, I didn't become friends with Katie until after I'd heard this song and I was just like Kate was a good song didn't you yeah. on the album um, therefore and you're I was okay like, oh man and then I became best friends with this girl called Katie and I was like she's everything I want and she's everything I'm not and she smiles and it's a rainbow and I want to be Kate and I was like I do want to <laughs> be Kate <laughs> so I was like yeah, oh man I was just reaching into your mind and just picking mm. out little lyrical things and yeah. down the page he he preempted yeah. me <laughs> meeting like four years later a yeah. girl called Katie and I wanted to be like that and I love the fact he's got really cool grungy bass because prior to that we've got double bass mm -hmm. in some of the songs but then in that one it just opens with a really like grungy dirty bass line um, but then it's such a cheerful song yeah. and it's like all hippie-ish about and you can totally picture that woman can't yeah. you yeah. I, I can just almost imagine she's there and she's got flowers in her hair and she's like talking to like birds in the trees and she's almost like a, a hippie cross Disney princess yeah. like mm. character. So and I love the fact that it's um a band of dudes writing about wanting to be a woman mm. in their life because she's so cool. Yeah. Sure. Yeah, that's a good song. And that was that was um they released that as a single, so that's pretty awesome. So okay. what were the what were the singles that they released in there? So they released Battle Who Could Care Less. Yep. They released Kate Mm -hmm. Then they released uh, One Angry Dwarf and 200 Solemn Faces. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yes. Um, and then they released Brick, and they released it on January 1st wow. uh, in 98. So that was the last one they released. Um, but, yeah, and they also released it on New Year's Day, which is perfect because that song was written about the fact that the abortion happened on Boxing Day or something. Yes. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Let's bring it out at that time. That's mm. going to cheer everyone up for the so new year. Cheers. Mm. Cheers, Ben. Yeah. Yeah. Was Song for the Dump not a single? Um, I don't have it as a single here. Right. Oh yeah, Song for the Dump. Sorry. Yeah, mm. that came out fifth. Okay. That was the fifth song that right. came out. Right. Okay. Cool. Um, afterwards. So. Uh, I definitely don't remember. So one angry dwarf brick and Song for the Dumped and Battle were all on Triple J, got rotation, but not Kate. I don't, oh, okay. I don't think. Not from memory. That's cool. Uh, well, those those five, yeah, those five were the singles, so, mm. um, which are all awesome. And like, I couldn't, I didn't really hear any of them as singles except for Brick at mm. the time. So I listened to UK radio and I didn't really hear many, um, hear them. But um, I got we got the album as soon as it came out. So I just I just knew every song yeah. on the album with yeah. as much love as I did any of the others. Like mm. every song was equally emotionally attached to mm. me so yeah 
and it, and that's why it's one of the albums on my Desert Island disc because mm-hmm. it's got every emotion that I need. Yep. I can I've got a song for every possible emotion. I'm like, yep. That's how I feel today. I yeah. can listen to this uh, song. No. On repeat. Okay. Yeah. yeah, I'm just like, someone's. I've just broken up with someone and I need them to send me my stuff. Yeah. <laughs> Sing for the yes. doctor. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. On my way. Yeah, so it's, it's pretty good. So, um, Grant, do you have anything else about this particular record you would like to say that I haven't asked you? No, no, I don't think so. I'm, I'm disappointed that I was listening to a longer version, extended version, because now I, I've probably changed my view on whether it was flawless or not oh. so for the good oh, for, for you the good, for the good. yes I like um it. yeah so so uh um it, no, it's just been good to to again listen to a band that i hadn't heard a lot of to be honest and and end to end i mean i haven't listened to full albums for a long time say for my <laughs> desert island discs no. <laughs> to be fair um you know I, I thought it was i thought it was a good album it was a good so nothing nothing more um, uh, except I can picture your mom going, Papa, Papa, Papa. <laughs> 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 oh, just all around the house, just yeah. to drive me insane. Um, she would do it. Like, I'm surprised it didn't kill the song for me, but yeah. you know. And now I look at her and just think, Papa, Papa, Papa. It's great. And she did it like a chicken. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, very good. That's so, so, Liam, have you got other stuff that I haven't asked you? No, no, that's ring or any notes. No, that's it. The only other note is uh, the giant tonal shift from brick to song for the dumped. Like, even sure. if you don't do like like or don't like those songs, the idea of following those two like brick with song for the dumped feels really weird to me. Weird. Yeah, oh, just like here's the song I wrote about me and this and this girl who I've just gone through the most traumatic emotional experience with. And here's the next song about this girl that I hate and fuck you and get out of my life. <laughs> and it was just like, I hope they're not about the same girl. Like just, yeah, it's just like sure. the don't tonal. Think it is. I don't think it is either, but the tonal shift, like following those songs one after the other really, yeah, set something off in me. See, that's why I like the original version where you've got the transition. Nice. Where you've got yeah. the talking. Mm. It's just like, there you go. oh man, I just really want to appreciate your work and blah, blah, blah. It's just <laughs> like, ah, that for me that tonal shift i know what you mean about it can be almost grating because mm. you're like whoa i've just gone from emotional this emotional song to angry stampy boy song yeah um but i also it shows me so much about who they are as people mm. <laughs> i mean it, yeah. just, it introduced me to them as people not just them as musicians i was like oh you're ballsy yeah mm. <laughs> That's cool. Okay, so uh, we I need to ask you an important question. So for me, obviously, this album's flawless. I brought it forward because it's got everything. It's everything I want. It's everything I'm not, to quote their actual yeah. oh, <laughs> Thanks. You went uh, there. Thank you. I so did go there. I feel so dirty. <laughs> oh, terrible. Uh, but, uh, so, Grant. Happy knowing, to. Knowing now, uh, track one to 12 yeah. yes um <laughs> would you say this album would be flawless yes i you would, would. i'm i'm happy to say to give it the thumbs up for, <gasps> for flawless thumbs up there you go <laughs> thumbs up i love it. it we're thumbs upping at it. each other podcast yeah. people and they turn this into a video podcast <laughs> yeah <we laughs> yeah one day vlogging yeah uh now mr liam yes i would like to ask you the same question yes would you say this album is flawless or flawful flawful uh, I'm no, no. I'm so close to flawless, but song for the dumped and that tonal shift right there in the middle really just 
sets me off and irks me so i can't it's so great i really really love the album and i loved like listening to it this time and got much better appreciation of it and like cover to cover i like it but mm. i just can't give it the thumbs up so it's a thumbs down from me thumbs down from you yeah that's okay <laughs> but so should we contact the band and ask them to redo the song with yeah that would be great if they could just and maybe just like tone down song for the dumps a little bit just like oh, no. i just i feel like I'm really happy that you're in a really good relationship in your life. Yes, <laughs> for I, sure. But if you weren't, I really yeah. would have had a terrible, terrible breakup. So you just can so truly so understand I'm how he's Yeah, I'm, I'm a bit envious that he hasn't had a bad experience. Yeah. To be honest. Um, like lucky man. Yeah, I know. I'm like, <laughs> really? You, you're ra- rating an album not flawless because my, my life's just been so yeah. good. <laughs> yes. Oh, <laughs> this, this song's just not happy enough for me. Yes. Uh, can't no. we break up in a civil manner? Yeah. <laughs> uh, oh my life is yes. it's so nice that's okay well we've got two thumbs up and one thumbs down on our whatever and ever amen by benfold five that came out in 1997 so and it was my suggestion today so i'm really happy that we got to talk about it so thank you both uh, now i just want to thank everyone for listening our producer is alicia mclaren uh, so shout out to her Um, Flawless is recorded at the Edge Studios at the State Library of Queensland, which is a fantastic free space. We have a Facebook page. It's facebook.com slash flawlessampp, a music podcast, and a Twitter account, also uh, flawlessampp. You can join us on Facebook and Twitter, and we'll be announcing what albums we'll be covering so you can tell us all the reasons you think they're awesome and all the reasons you think we're awesome. Other than that, thanks again for listening, and we'll see you next time. Bye.